hope you're ready because in just a moment, Dennis and Debbie Jordan are coming to bring a great word to you. And I'm going to be back next Sunday with another word about dumb things that smart Christians do. But today, we just have such a great opportunity to receive wisdom from this couple that has been a ministering team in our church family for many years. Would you please welcome Dennis and Debbie Jordan. Good. Good morning, everyone. It's great to be here. And we're thankful to Pastor Tim for this opportunity uh, because in the morning at four o'clock, we begin our drive to North Carolina to move into our new home that's being built there. So we are going to be bi-coastal here part of the year and there part of the year. But tomorrow morning is exactly the morning that we drive out of here. We woke up at two o'clock this morning. <laughs> so I told Debbie, I said, if we wake up at two o'clock in the morning, we're just going to begin the trip. So. Uh, uh, if, uh, so she knows that very well. When we go on vacation, I'm up many times, like 3 o'clock in the morning. Let's go. It's time to get going. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. so we're looking forward to sharing with you this morning. And uh, I'm hearing a ring. Is there a ring? Okay, okay, okay. So Deb and I are going to share together today. I love sharing with her. I've been married to this woman for 48 years. So obviously I love sharing with her. You know, we come from North Carolina. She was 12 and I was 14. No, not, 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 not quite that bad. I was 20 and she was 18, all right? Uh, this morning we're sharing on a subject that's very precious to us, and it's a subject, and we sang a song about through all the seasons you've been faithful. And we're going to share some of the journey of our lives with you, and in that journey you're going to see just how faithful God is. And not only is he faithful to us, he's also faithful to you. And so the, the topic is know your season. Know the season that you're in. And the scripture this morning is Ecclesiastes 3, verses 1 through 8, and you can follow along with me on the, the screen. For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to cry and a time to laugh. A time to grieve and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to turn away. A time to search and a time to quit searching. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be quiet and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. So we see from the scripture there is a time for many things. So if today, if your life could be measured in a season, what season do you think you are currently in? We all are in different seasons. Some are in a season of God is planting something in you. Some of you, God is growing something in you. Some of you, God is harvesting something through you. And some of you, and we often find ourselves there, God is crushing something in you. And I don't know about you, but the crushing season is not my most favorite season. But if you think about wine and grapes, the only way you get really good wine is the wine, the grapes have to be crushed. 
So many times in our lives, God will allow crushing to take place in our lives because he knows from that there's going to become lots of good fruit, lots of ministry for, to other people. And so are you planting? Are you growing? Are you harvesting? Or are you crushing? So think about that as we go through the message this morning. Deb. And you know, in the Amplified Version of Ecclesiastes 3.1, it says this, There is a season, a time appointed for everything, and a time for every delight, an event, or purpose under heaven. So you're going to be hearing us today as we talk about seasons, and there's two things that we're going to understand about seasons. The first of all, a season is a time appointed by God, and every season has a purpose. And so you know when we're going through those tough and difficult seasons, that crushing that Dennis was just talking about, and they just, those seasons just seem to last forever. And I don't know about you, but there have been seasons in my life I thought I would never survive. But here I am. And that's what we're going to be sharing with you. It's about how God takes us through those seasons. But what I want you to understand is that a command that's given to us in Proverbs 4.23, that as we're going through the season, no matter which type of season it is, that God wants us to guard our hearts. In Proverbs 4.23, in the Passion Translation, it says, So above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. And as it says on the screen there, our heart shapes every season of our lives. So the Hebrew word for issues of life, the, most translations say that about for, uh, pay, atten uh, pay attention to your heart, guard your heart, for out of it flows the issues of your life. So the Hebrew word for issues of life means seasons, especially springtime. So out of your heart flows the seasons of life. Now it is our hearts, not our ages, or our circumstances that sh shape the seasons of our lives. And someone I know very well says, pressure proves the heart. So if our hearts are tender to God, we are more receptive to what he wants to teach us in this season. So I want to encourage you that no matter how painful the season, first of all, it's been appointed by God. Second, that season has a purpose. And our heart has a lot to do with what God wants us to learn in that season. Recently, I just finished um, teaching a, a mentoring group. And one of the assignments that I gave these young ladies was I wanted them to um, draw out a timeline of their lives. And I never require someone to do something that I myself won't do. But I have to tell you, I drug my feet on doing this assignment because I'm thinking, you know, these girls have like three decades on their timeline. I've got like 60 pushing seven decades. It's like, this is going to take forever. But I still did it, and I just took a regular sheet of paper, and I drew line after line <laughs> after line of, of my timeline. And 
I actually started when we were married, and, majority, and because we are military, 22 years of our married life, it was military, I actually broke it up in the places we were assigned, because we lived 11 places in 22 years. So that was pretty, pretty easy, okay. That was Vandenberg, that was Aviano, Italy, that was um, Altus, Oklahoma, that was Omaha, Nebraska, so all, all through my life. But you know, I, I really learned some things about that, writing out my timeline. And I am a visual person, so when I wrote out the timeline, I put, went back and put emojis, and when I put, put a happy face emoji on the happy seasons. You can go to the next one. I put a meh face on the not so good seasons, and then of course a sad face for the sad seasons. But you know, as I looked over those many lines of my timeline, you know what really came out for me? Was that the, the happy faces far surpassed the, um, the meh or the sad faces. And it just began to hit me that as I was looking at my timeline, that in the most difficult seasons of my life, and there were two or three that really, really stood out, and one was in the beginning of our marriage, we had a really rocky marriage, and we were really talking separation and divorce. In fact, we did separate for a little while. That was painful. And this is what I, as I looked at the timeline, I began to think, oh my goodness, one season prepared me for the next. And so when God, when I say that the seasons are appointed by God, it means that he has a purpose for that season. So that's why we have to guard our hearts and allow him to do the work in our hearts that he wants to do in that season because it will prepare you for the next one. And Dennis is going to talk more about the painful season, the, uh, the, the two most painful seasons of our lives have been that we have had a, our youngest son came down with leukemia and he died three years after diagnosis. That was hard. And then another time in my life that was really difficult was when our prodigal our daughter became a prodigal. And that just, for whatever reason, just really, really, really hurt me. And Dennis would often say, I don't understand how having a daughter who was a prodigal was more painful than having a son who died. And I didn't really have an answer for that, too, until we were preparing for this message. And what I realized is that our daughter, I felt like our daughter had had taken the values and the godly truth that we had instilled in her and that we believed in, and that she basically just thumbed her, thumbed her nose at us and God about those values, just totally rejected them. But true to form, uh, one night I was, I was just laying on the carpet. I had a lot of carpet time during those years and just pouring out my heart to God and said, God, I don't understand why I'm going through this. This is painful. I don't think I'm ever going to live through this. But I know somewhere in your word it says, though I fall seven times, I will rise. And how did I know that? How did I know that? Because I had seen the seasons that were painful before and knew that God would carry me through. As I looked at my timeline, I realized God's faithfulness carried me through every one of those seasons. And I'm pretty sure that some of those who are about with white hair like that are, are nodding their heads because you have been there. <laughs> but you'll never know. It's my secret. So um, 
But God has carried us through some really hard times, and I just want to encourage you, those who don't have as many decades on your life as I do, or as some of us do, God will carry you through the most horrific of times in your life. <laughs> Following up with that, where you find yourself today is exactly where you are supposed to be. And you're probably, some of you are saying, Dennis, thanks for that good news. Because some of you I know are not going through probably some of the best of times right now. But where you find yourself today is exactly where you're supposed to be. Psalm 139.16 says this. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. I'm going to read that again. You saw me before I was born. When, I, when we were in our mother's womb, God saw us. Every day of my life has been recorded in his book. And every moment has been laid out before a single day had passed. That, take, take, take delight in that this morning. Now I'm going to share with you, Debbie alluded to it, I'm going to share with you uh, the most painful life event that I ever experienced. In this picture, you see uh, a military family. At the time, I was a captain. And there's Debbie, of course, and her hair's even a different color there. You see that? <laughs> In other words, that's, that's the real color. But I love her. I love her coloring her hair, even though it's not. And so, okay. <laughs> And in this picture, you see Chad, who is our son that lives here in Santa Maria. He's 45. And then you see a, a young little man in that picture with that striped shirt. And that is Ryan. And Ryan, uh, uh, at age three, uh, was diagnosed with leukemia. And we went through three years of treatment. We went through the highs and the lows of treatments. He did very well. But then in 1985, which is 36 years ago, uh, Ryan uh, became terminal. He, he began to lose the battle, and we, uh, we lost that battle. And we lost that battle in December. So you can imagine the kind of Christmas we had that year. Uh, and when things like this happen in your life, and I, we're not the only ones that have experienced this. Other people have experienced great loss. I know many of you in this uh, sanctuary and in the courtyard. One of the first things we do is we begin to ask, why us? Why us? Or we begin to ask ourselves, did I not have enough faith? Or we begin to say, were my prayers not answered because somehow there was sin in my life? We've all been there. Those of you that have had great loss, you've asked those questions, why me? Uh, did I not have enough faith? And was there sin in my life? And Ryan's death for me became such a hard burden to bear that I actually contemplated I was going to end it. I didn't want to live anymore. I just could not live with the fact that my son had not lived. In other words, the God that I served, the God that I love, the God that I followed all my life, for some reason, my son did not get well. And so... I thought, I'm just going to end it. And I, I 
thought about some plans, and, and I thought, I can't do this. I cannot live this way. Some of you might have faced or might be facing some hard things today, and you may think, I just cannot make it. I want to tell you 36 years later, you can make it. And if you, if you choose to make it, you're going to be very glad you made it. I'm, I'm going to share with you now some, some of the reasons that I am so glad. I, I go back sometimes and I reflect, what would I have missed if I had followed through with the plan that I had to no longer be here? I would have missed a lot. I would have missed being married to this beautiful lady for 48 years and still married to her. I cannot imagine missing that. I would have missed us adopting a little girl when she was 12 days old by the name of Abby, who has now grown up, is no longer a prodigal. We are reunited. We love one another. That's, that's one of the reasons we are, that's, that is primarily the reason we are moving to North Carolina. She now has four daughters of her own. I would have missed seeing my son Chad grow up. I would have missed seeing his three children. So by the way, grandparents, happy Grandparents Day. I know many people don't, don't think about that day, but this is Grandparents Day. And for some of you, it's Great Grandparents Day. So happy Grandparents Day and happy Great Grandparents Day. And what I would have missed mostly is being a grandparent. I cannot imagine not being a grandparent. We have seven grandchildren. Seven. So, yeah, okay. And, and, and that is completion. I can, uh, both of our children would tell you that is completion. And uh, our daughter, I mentioned, has four girls. Our son has three grandchildren. Three grandchildren. Excuse me. Yeah, three children. I'm just so excited about grandchildren, I can't get my mind off grandchildren. <laughs> three children, and he has two girls, and he has a boy. What is so unique about that boy is that when Chad's brother died, very soon after that, he began to tell us, when I grow up, I'm going to have a son, and I'm going to name him after my brother. I would have missed that, people. So if your life's hard, don't throw it in. I cannot imagine not seeing and being a part of Ryan Michael Jordan's life, who's now 13 years old. And, and so I say that to say, no matter how hard life gets, God is faithful. I'm so glad I didn't throw in the towel. All the things I would have missed. So, but I want to give a pearl of wisdom right now for some of you. And the pearl of wisdom is this, that when you find people going through the most difficult season of life and you want to say, what do I do, Dennis? I'm going to give you some real wisdom here. What you do is you show up and you keep your mouth shut. Words are not needed. What is needed is your presence. Because sometimes when you're trying to be helpful with words, you can say things like, stupid things like, well, he's better off. He's not suffering with cancer anymore. Or to parents, you can say, well, 
you can always have another child. I don't care how many children you have after you have a child die. You will never, ever replace or would want to replace that child. So the pearl of wisdom is show up. Make sure you show up. Make sure you're there. But don't be saying uh, anything. Just, just the fact that you showed up, that you're willing to come give them a hug and just hold them. That's what they need right then. So just a, just a little, that's, that's a freebie, okay? Okay, babe, I've got my post inside of there. <laughs> in Romans 8, 28, once again, it's in the Passion Translation. Kind of, really kind of sums up what we're talking about. But it said, so we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good. For we are his lovers, we love the Lord, who have been called to fulfill purpose. So there goes that word, seasons are for a purpose, right? So by the time you reach the end of your life, you're going to realize, I've got a lot of seasons here on my timeline. And I, but I want to promise you that God is with you in every single season. And each season, as I shared earlier, will prepare you for the next one. And one day you're going to be toward the end of your life. And, you know, you've heard it say, my life flashed before my eyes. You, you have a milestone birthday like I've had a couple of years ago. And this is when all this started stirring in me. When I realized I have more years behind me than I have before. And what kind of legacy am I leaving? That was, that was my, really got me to really thinking. But you're going to look back over your life and see how God has continually woven everything, every detail of your life, to fulfill his designed purpose for you. You know, I'm a visual person, and I'm going to show you a visual, kind of make this come alive for you, okay? Now, um, this is a woven tapestry. And for any of you who do needlepoint or embroidery, you know, you know the story very well. And so on the back of a tapestry, when you see that, that's just a total mess, right? Total mess. And it's made by weaving together different colored threads, and the images and designs are created by the interplay of colors and textures. And the images are not clear on the front, but they are, you know, right here, it's like there's no way you can see, maybe you think it's an apple or something, and you can't figure out what in the world is that? But I want you to look at all of the, the different colors of the threads. And particularly, I want you to pay attention to the red. Because when you're looking at that, can you even think what the front would look like? You just can't really, you don't have a clear picture of that. And that's how it is with our lives. We just see a tangled mess, don't we? Like when I, you look back over my life, sometimes I'm like, what was that season all about? You ever had that feeling? So... Um, but God is the master weaver, and what looks to us like a tangled mess is a beautiful design, as you will see in the next slide. Now, would you have ever figured that's what that was? How beautiful. Okay? And, you know, as I was thinking about this, you know, we, we see a tangled mess in our own lives. But for the people around us, if we're allowing God to shape our heart, Maybe they see some of that, and we can't see it. But we know that God sees the final picture. He sees what he's doing back there. 
And so Charles Spurgeon says it pretty well. He says, the omniscient Lord of all apports the date of every event. All times are in his hand. None are left to chance. There are no loose threads. There are no drop stitches in the providence, in the providence of God. The great clock of the universe keeps good time. And as you're going through a season, do you ever think, God, are you confused that this season was meant for me? Didn't you mean it for her, him or for her or that other person? Are you sure it's for me? And Toby Mac has a song that keeps going through my head, and I just love it. But he said, he said, it may be midnight. I'm trying not to sing it. It may be midday. He's never early, and he's never late. Isn't that the truth? Um, he will stand by what he claimed. I've lived enough light to say, you ready? Help is on the way. Help is on the way. So I want to, to, to remind you that God is the master weaver of your life story. And your story has a purpose. And, all the, and what, what you're seeing, all these loose threads, and you don't see how that's going to make any be a pretty masterpiece or, or anything. You just don't see how it's going to all come together. But remember, he is the master weaver, and he is weaving every detail into your life story to make it a beautiful masterpiece. I promise. So I want to say to you this morning, when you have trouble accepting the season you find yourself in, and believe me, there were times in my life, as you've already heard, that I had a lot of trouble accepting the season I was in, I want to offer you some suggestions. I want you to write out faith statements when you're going through those really seasons that are just like, oh my, how will I ever get what's going on? Some of these faith statements can be very helpful, and some of them are... Uh, and we'll go to the next slide. I am in the season I am supposed to be in. I'm exactly on the timetable God has for me. I'm not too early. I'm not too late. I'm right on time. I am in the season I am supposed to be in. I am exactly on the timetable God has for me. I'm not too early. I'm not too late. I'm right on time. Another one is, I am right where God wants me to be. I am who God wants me to be. I am equipped to do all that God calls me to do. I have gifts and talents that bless others. All my life experiences have prepared me for this season and some of those, even as horrible and as troubling and as just totally no understanding to Ryan's death, God over the years have given us opportunities to lead compassionate friends groups for bereaved parents, to be with other bereaved parents when they've had a child die. And if that has ever happened to you, there is no one that you identifies more with that than another bereaved parent. In fact, some, some of the silly things people would say, you know, my aunt died. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you, uh, I'm, I'm sorry your aunt died. But unless, this is another pearl of wisdom, another free one. Unless you've had a child die, please don't ever say to someone, 
I know how you feel. Because until you bury your own child, you have no way of knowing how that feels. And that's not presumptuous. That's not being mean. I'm just giving you some helpful advice because you're going to face people that their child dies. Again, go there. Hug them. Be silent. And whatever you do, don't tell them, I know how you feel. Because, yeah, you maybe lost a husband, a wife, a grand, uh, someone else, an uncle, aunt. But that child came from this couple right here. So until you've done that, the best thing to do is just hug them, love on them. But, again, a real pearl of wisdom. Don't say, I know how you feel. I don't know why I said that, but uh, I did. That wasn't in here. Uh, so, the next one is, I am bold, I'm courageous, and I'm fearless. I'm full of faith. And there's times in life when you can't really say I'm full of faith when you're facing some of the circumstances. But you can make a positive, true declaration of I am full of faith, okay? I am an encourager. I am all here. I am present. I even wear something on my arm here that says be all there sometimes i have a tendency to be just all over the place so this reminds me be all there be in the moment all you have all we really have is the moments we're in right now so some of you are thinking about that steak you're gonna have this afternoon or that tri-tip well guess what be here right now don't be thinking about the steak and the tri-tip be all there where you are and then i am anointed to live in my present again all we have is the present that's all, as we remember 9-11 uh, yesterday, all, those people went to work that day, they never came home. All they had was the present. So live in your present. Galatians 6-9 says this, and don't allow yourselves to be weary in planting good seeds for the season of reaping the wonderful harvest you planted is coming. So some of you today may be weary, you may be tired, you, Dennis, I, you don't know what I've been through, you don't know what I've done, you don't know all that's happening in my life. I say to you today, don't allow yourself to be weary for the season of reaping the wonderful harvest you planted is coming. And two things that as I have been reiterating through this message, is that two things you need to know about seasons, if you can remember them. How good of a student have you been? Every season of your life is appointed by God, and God uses each season to fulfill his... Very good, very good. Every season of your life is appointed by... And God uses each season to fulfill his purpose. I'm going to ask the prayer team to come forward, if they would, to prepare to minister in prayer to those that are going to want prayer this morning. But before I do that, I, this week I was uh, just, a song just kept coming to me, and uh, we don't always often sing hymns, but an old hymn came to mind, and I began to look into that hymn, and I have a book that talks about how this song was written, when it was written, and all of that. And the song is, "'Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus.'" just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know, thus says the Lord. And the chorus says, Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him. 
how I've proved him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. That song was written by a lady. Her name is Louisa Stead. Let me tell you a little about, a bit about Louisa. Louisa was at a New York beach one day with her husband and four-year-old daughter. And a little boy was drowning out in the ocean area. And her husband went in to rescue this little boy or younger boy. And the boy pulled the husband down. And this mother and wife watched her husband drown. There was no way to save him. She was left destitute, I mean destitute, no, no provisions, no way to make a life, not, no funds, no food. And one morning she went to her door, and she opened her door, and at her door there was a bag of food, and there was some money in that bag. And that day she sat in her home, and she wrote the song, "'Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him, at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know, thus saith the Lord. Yes, tis sweet to trust in Jesus, just from sin and self to cease, just from Jesus simply taking life and rest and joy and peace. I'm so glad I learned to trust him, precious Jesus, Savior friend, and I know that he is with me he will be with me to the end. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I've proved him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. I hope from what we've shared with you this morning, you've heard there are going to be many seasons in your life. But as you look at this older couple today, I want you to know God is faithful in all seasons. He will get you through all seasons. Trust him, trust his timing, trust who he is, and you will make it. So I'm going to open up the altars here in a minute. Debbie's going to bless you with a blessing before we leave. But anyone this morning that you're going through seasons, whether it's a good season or a hard season, but you would just want some prayer this morning, you're going to be invited to come up as we leave and be prayed with by one of the prayer team ministries. So. Deb, would you give the blessing? Could I have you stand and just be in a posture of receiving as I bless you? Thank you so much for being here. And I just want you to, to remember the two points, that God has appointed the season that you're in, every season, and that he, is, he has sent these seasons to fulfill his purpose within you. So I bless you with knowing the certainty of how you fit into God's time and space, history and the future. I bless you with knowing your Father's appointed and anointed time for everything is beautiful from his perspective of eternity. I bless you with trusting his bigger picture when you can only see the loose threads. I bless you with being right in step and right on time not running ahead or lagging behind. I bless you with sensitivity to the seasons of the Spirit, the movement of the Spirit, and the moment of the Spirit. And I bless you in the name of the God 
who controls every one of your seasons. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. If you, if you want prayer this morning, please come forward. Uh, God bless you. And we will see you in January.